The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome in to the Skull Purple Podcast. As uh, some breaking news on this Thursday, as I finish chewing my pizza here, <laughs> is it pizza or is it a pizza bagel? Well, um, I may have overcooked it slightly, so it does have a little bit of a crisp, maybe a bagel taste to it. A crisp. It may be more taste. pizza bagely. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, um, the reason we are here this evening, if you uh, did not hear the news, which I'm guessing most of you did, Dalvin Cook is going to be released from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Tony, myself, Carson here, the Skull Purple Podcast. We were kind of waiting, Tony, for this point. You know, you and I actually had the conversation this week, like, okay, should we record? Should we not? Should we wait for Dalvin to finally come out with the news on Dalvin Cook and here we are so we waited to record and here we are and also some Daniil Hunter steam that came out uh, yesterday so Vikings news galore here to talk about um, but uh, let's start with Dalvin Cook not really a surprise right uh, we kind of had the inkling at least that he could be released he could be traded this offseason and it sounds more and more like the Vikings are going to be releasing, excuse me, releasing him. And I would say all of this, and you kind of mentioned this to me earlier today, it seems like all of this, oh, we could get this for Dalvin, you know, all this trade talk and all this stuff, maybe it was just like the Vikings trying to pump up his value a little bit. It didn't seem like there was a lot of people just banging down the door to get Dalvin Cook, which should say something to the people that are like, oh, we should keep Dalvin Cook. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the Vikings have it right because nobody seems to be giving them something uh, worth value. I'm guessing that they were not getting much. Uh, if they're at this point just going to release him and they save right around $10 million by releasing him, which then gives them the ability to either sign Daniil Hunter to a contract extension or potentially trade him, dun-dun-dun. Uh, <laughs> but right. um, what are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook getting released? Sounds like he's very, uh, as you saw on the picture of the thumbnail here on YouTube, the picture of him in Miami, he posted that to his Instagram page, so he very clearly would love to go back to Miami. Of course, he went to Florida State, um, so... Lots of ties to Miami and the state of Florida. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I mean, again, you already met, you already said it. I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised by the release. I, I've been assuming that he is or was going to be released uh, there for a little bit. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, to to your point uh, and something we talked about off camera is that. Uh, I just think a lot of the smoke that we've seen over the last couple weeks, um, you know, with us basically going, or all, a lot of the reports saying, well, that's, it's a bidding war for, for Dalvin, right? Like, I, 
I don't think there was ever a bidding war. Now, I will say, I do think that there, you know, Dalvin's a talented player. I'm sure there were interested parties. I think what probably detracted most of the trade suitors was the uh, was the contract. And the fact is, is that in order for a trade to get done, at least in my opinion, um, what made the most amount of sense was the Vikings were probably going to have to eat some of that contract uh, or have Dalvin agree to a restructure as part of the trade. Um, and I, I just don't, I think you add all those pieces together. Uh, you know, every player is going to want, you know, them to maximize their worth. Um, I just think it probably didn't make sense for any of the parties involved. Um, so I think Dalvin's a good player. I, I just think that at the end of the day, he wasn't worth $16 million, you know, what he was due to be paid this year. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, the, the Vikings, uh, I think, as uncomfortable as it might feel for some of us Vikings fans, uh, the move away from having this bell cow back and going to a more running back by committee style, I think it it only benefits this team in the long run because that's the way the league is going. If you want a progressive offense, you got to get rid of this idea that you've got this bell cow back. I mean, you you tell me the last time there has been a Super Bowl winner where there was the bell cow superstar running back. I don't Marshawn know. Marshawn Lynch? I, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I That's there really it. hasn't been many in recent memory. So um, I'm fine with it. I'm not sad about it. I like Dalvin. Doesn't mean I, you know, I look, if Dalvin cost $8 million, sure. Um, but you know, I think a byproduct of saying goodbye to Dalvin is we now get to move on and move into an offense that's uh, really again just more designed for today's NFL. So I'm I'm for it. Oh, uh, cool uh, little thing Rick Spielman tweeted out. I just happened to see this. Um, I wish I could put into words how special the Will family is. I lost all my Viking game balls during Hurricane Ian. To my surprise, I received a box today replacing all those game balls. I was truly blessed to work for the Will family, and thank you from the bottom of my heart. And he has a picture of all the game balls he got. That's kind of cool. I saw that. I did think that was very cool. Definitely class act by the uh, the Wilfs there. So, And I, the I Wilfs are. I mean, cool that's, that's one of the things we have to be um happy about is the ownership in many in minnesota like maybe maybe they're not perfect but they uh they do a lot of really good things um for the team and for uh other people they treat their employees and former employees with class and uh, with respect and so um they yeah. kind of treat them like family i know that that whole thing can kind of be funny but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm not like, sure the uh, I'm not sure the grocery store that fired me when I was 15 years old because I was an idiot is going to be sending <laughs> me any game balls anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is probably true. That is probably true. But you know what? That's okay. That is okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be clear, I earned a lot of game balls while I was there. It's probably why I got fired. There you go. Yeah, this was go. a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. There you go. Um, but uh, back to the Dalvin Cook thing. I mean, you know it. Everybody that's listened to me on this podcast knows 
my stance, I would think by now on running backs, don't pay running backs. That's a bad idea. Don't pay running backs. Unless, you know, it's um, got Skull Mafia in the building. Uh, appreciate you getting in here, Skull Mafia. Um, it's it's just one of those positions you don't pay buku bucks for anymore or a lot of money, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. Uh, because, like you said, the league is going towards this um, running back by committee system, and the Vikings are trying to do the same thing with the likes of Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride, and maybe Kane Wangwu if he still has a spot on this team. Another um, another question mark there, but uh, especially with the new return rules. But anyways, um, sure. Dalvin Cook likely to be released, and I, I just think, Tony, there's so much more that the Vikings can do with that $9 million, not necessarily with going and signing a free agent, but like with using that money to go towards an extension for Daniil Hunter or uh, paying Daniil Hunter just more money coming up in this season or um, different things like that. Because, um, you know, Daniil Hunter obviously needs a contract extension or needs to be traded or something needs to happen there. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is going to get a contract extension at some point, probably in training camp maybe. Um, And Justin Jefferson... Like same thing in a couple of years, he's his contract extension is going to be getting started too. So I'm just I'm just kind of curious to see um, what Dalvin Cook gets. I'd be surprised honestly if he gets any more than like five million dollars somewhere. And honestly, I think that might be a lot for Dalvin Cook these days. But yes, as Skull Mafia is pointing out here, sad to see him go because he was a good Viking. He uh, was a really solid running back for several years. But at the end of the day, it's a business, and Dalvin Cook was making too much money compared to um, compared to what the Vikings were looking to pay at that position. So, um, any other thoughts on Dalvin Cook before we talk about Daniil Hunter here? No, I think I mean I mean Skull Mafia said it, uh, you know, and, and we've been talking about it. I mean, it's it's really the best move. It's the best move for the team. Um, wish him nothing but the best and no ill will towards, uh, towards Dalvin. Um, he's got to do what he's got to do. And, um, you know, then it's just kind of like, where does he end up? And then of course that's all the speculation in the world. Uh, but you mentioned, you know, the, the money going towards extensions, uh, he, yeah, right. You know, Skull Mafia has got it right, right there. That's where my mind goes is, you know, we're going to have to, you know, roll out the, the, uh, the checkbook, get the, get the Brinks truck backed up the old TCF or not TCF, uh, us bank. I don't know why we're going to TCF again, um, but uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, <laughs> whatever bank, uh, you know, uh, but U.S. Bank Stadium, because, you know, that extension is going to be a hefty one. So, um, yeah, I mean, and obviously it's kind of a natural segue going into the next topic, uh, really, with uh, when you, you talked about the other <laughs> potential, uh, uh, you know, news or at least the some of the smoke that's out there. Um, you know, you mentioned a potential extension for Daniil. So Carson, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Uh, yeah. Kind of, what are you hearing on Daniil Hunter? Well, um, there was reports yesterday on Daniil Hunter that the Vikings could be enticed to trade him. I'm actually going to try and find it here. Um, so 
here's here's what the actual tweet was from Ian Rappaport. He said, from inside minicamps live on NFL Plus, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Vikings are receiving, <coughs> excuse me, receiving trade calls centered around star pass rusher Daniil Hunter, and the interest is real. Um, a look inside the complex situation, and then he put a video talking with Tom Pelissero and Andrew and Andrew Cic- Siciliano. Um, that's a tongue twister there. Say that five times fast. Um, uh, East Coast Gridiron, by the way. Hey, what's going on? Um, appreciate uh, get some uh, friendly banter going on here in the comments section. Um, but um, looks like Tony's been going in and out here, but. Um, Daniil Hunter potentially could be on the move. He's in the last year of his contract. Um, I think, I think there's gotta be some sort of a resolution. I think the Vikings don't want to get rid of him for 2023 because they know how important he could be on this defense going into next year. But at the same time, if you aren't wanting him to stick around or he's going to want too much money where you don't want to pay him that kind of money. Could you just say, okay, we need to let him go? Or maybe even Daniil Hunter's at the point too, Tony, where it's like, okay, I don't want to be here if you can't commit to me this kind of money and for this many years. Yeah, well, I, th- I just I, – look, at the end of the day, Daniil's going to – you know, he, want, he wants some money, and I don't blame him. Again, kind of like, kind of like Dalvin. Um, but, you know, if you follow the – kind of the timeline and how we got here, you know, Daniil wanted more money three, what would have been three off seasons ago, two off seasons ago. I'm not, I'm not good at math. They don't pay me to do math. Um, yeah, that was a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and basically what they did is they restructured him. So he was going to make the same amount of money, but they front loaded it. So he was going to make more money per year for the first couple of years. And then of course we're going to have this, you know, basically dud year, which is where we're at now. Um, and, uh, and of course, you know, of course it's not going to look good because we, we paid him all that other money up front. Um, so now we finally arrived at the year that is going to look like crap on paper. So five mil, I think he's supposed to make this year. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, I would love to keep Daniel Hunter. Uh, I would love to keep Daniel Hunter. I would love to see what he would be able to do under Flores. Um, especially losing Zadarius and, you know, not that Zadarius was amazing all year, but he certainly had his moments. First half of the season looked great. Um, but losing Zadarius. And then if you lose Hunter on top of it, it, it's just, it kind of makes me wonder like, where's the pass rush really going to come from? Um, and, uh, certainly, uh, you know, off the edge, there's a lot of question marks. There's already question marks, uh, with, with Zadarius leaving. So, so my opinion uh, is that I'd like to keep Daniil, but kind of like what we said, well, there we go, kind of like what we said with, uh, with Zedarius, you can't force a guy to be here. And I don't know, I don't think Daniil would be a guy that would be a, you know, kind of a cancer in the locker room. But at the same time, uh, you know, you don't want a guy that doesn't want to be there. That, that's all I'm going to say. And so if you can get a lot of capital for him, it just depends on what we're going to get. I At this point, because it would create such a vacuum off the edge, you'd almost need it to be players. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think it could be just draft capital. Um, unless, unless 
they've got some answers that I don't know about. So that that's kind of where I stand on that. Or they are just going to be content with it being a rebuilding year on defense. I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, it pretty much was last year with veterans. So I mean, <laughs> sure, but, sure. Yeah. but, but yeah, I, I agree with you. If you lose that piece, you already lost Zadarius Smith. The other half of that duo from last year, that was really pretty good, especially the first half of the year. Then that leaves a very big opening on your roster. I did see Matt Anderson recently just tweeted uh, Yannick Ngakwe, old friend is a free yeah. agent. So uh I'll pass he did on have that. he did have 12 sacks last year though, Tony. So just saying. Yeah, I you know what what'll always chap my behind on the the Ngakwe debacle here. And I get some of it might have been the Zimmer thing and probably where the defense was at that point, but man, I I don't know. I it felt like the guy kind of got his money and then he just didn't like I didn't see like he was a zero effort guy. And like that to me, that screams bad locker room guy, not a guy I'd want as a, uh, certainly a leader of my defense. I'm a, I'm a pass on that, you know? Yep. Yep. Appreciate, uh, David Skull state of mind. Yeah. I'm in here. Um, our former contributor on his own now. Appreciate you getting in there, but yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to it, Tony. I would actually not mind if the Vikings do take a rebuild approach on the sure. defensive side, but um, I don't know if everybody's going to like it. But at the same time, if you can get, like Skull Mafia said, Hunter can get us a first with that cap hit. If you can get a first-round pick, I am trading him in a heartbeat. There's no question in my mind. I If you can get that kind of compensation for Daniil Hunter... Um, I'm, I mean, obviously if you're crazy, you know, you may be like, okay, what else can we get? Can we get a second to go with it? You know, you want him to kind of say, Hey, let's, uh, let's negotiate a little bit. What else are you willing to give up? Um, but I think a first round pick for Daniel Hunter, a guy who's in his last contract last year of his contract, like, well, I'd, the, I'd yeah, for the, sure go for that. The contract, I mean, a skull mafia there hit it on that nail on the head. I mean, the fact is he's he's getting next to nothing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, for a guy that has the talent and the upside that he has, $5 million is penny, pennies on the dollar, right? Uh, yeah. The problem that I have is just, it's like, it'd be kind of like this. Here's, here's a good, here's a good um, comparison. Um, I also, and granted, I don't know, I want like, you know, my, you know, my, uh, opinion and anyone who's watched this podcast <laughs> knows my opinion on Kirk cousins. Okay. It always comes back to Kirk cousins. I'm sorry in advance. Um, I I'm ready to move on from Kirk cousins. Um, and, but if you were to tell me that, uh, some like San Francisco is offering a first round draft pick for Kirk Cousins. I mean, I probably take it, but I would also understand that like we're probably going to be garbage, you know, and I, and that's a hard pill to swallow as a fan. I don't know if Daniil's quite at that level where we would be garbage without him, but we would take a significant hit um, because again, we don't really have another replacement, right? Like there's no other, 
There's not a lot of other help. So, yes, I like the draft pick. It's probably a competitive team. So we're not talking about draft in top five. We're talking about the back end of the draft, let's be honest, most likely. And that does matter. Because, look, these draft picks are lottery picks, right? For every Justin Jefferson, there's about a million uh, Jamarcus Russells. So first-round draft picks aren't a sure thing either. We know what we have in, uh, in Daniil Hunter. So that's what I mean. I think because of the lack of depth, it, it's it's got to be a player or players or a mix of a player and draft picks. I just don't think draft picks get it done uh, unless this team is ready to go rebuild mode, but that doesn't seem to be the messaging so far. Well, let's uh, let's play this card a little bit. We know Daniil Hunter in the offseason likes to work out on Houston, right? Um Let's just say that the Houston Texans are saying, okay, let's let's go ahead and explore a possibility of getting Daniil Hunter in here. Um, Obviously, they're not going to give you Will Anderson Jr., right? Um, But maybe they can give you a guy. I mean, and I'm not even saying that a guy from Houston would be like a comparable replacement, but I'm just saying if you could get a first-round pick Plus, like Jerry Hughes, who's 34 years old. He's been a solid pass rusher in the past. He's old now. But if you could get a guy like that, or maybe a Jonathan Greenard, somebody along those lines, um, Derek Rivers, they have Chase Vinovich as well. Um, Just a few names that you could maybe throw out there is like, hey, can you throw this our way and sweeten our deal a little bit for Hunter? Um, maybe that doesn't seem so bad. I'm, I'm not saying I would even do that, uh, for one of those guys. Plus I would do it for a first round pick, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not saying that that would be an equivalent to Daniil Hunter, but you know what I've got, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me ask you this question, Carson. Straight up. Would you take, would you trade Daniil Hunter player for player, CJ Stroud? Ooh. Yeah, I probably would. The only reason I hesitate, and you and I have had this discussion, I was not <laughs> as high on C.J. Stroud as some. Yeah. I still think he's probably going to be the second-best quarterback from this draft, but Bryce Young was my guy. Bryce Young is still my guy. But yeah. I, yeah. I think I would be very intrigued to see what Kevin O'Connell could do with him. Um, and I think it gives you more promise than Jaron Hall. Uh, no, no doubt certainly. about that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I honestly, if they would do that, which they wouldn't, but you no, know, doubt it. unless, unless with, uh, what, uh, Mr. Skull Mafia just said here, having three first round picks next, next year, do they like one of those two quarterbacks better? Drake may Go, Drake or may. Caleb Williams. Do they like one of those guys better and say, hey, Vikings, here's C.J. Stroud. We'll take Daniil Hunter off your hands, call it an even swap, and now you can trade Kirk Cousins to San Francisco, and Tony gets his wish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. And for anybody that's new listeners, I don't hate Kirk Cousins. I I just think Kirk Cousins is not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He could win a Super Bowl with a Super Bowl caliber team. That's why he's good. He's just not 
He's not Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Like he's not in that class, uh, which is okay. Not a lot of people are. So uh, anyway, that's a, that's a discussion for many episodes that we've done over the course of the last season. And I'm sure plenty of episodes in the future. Um, Yeah, that would be an interesting one. It just, it just popped in my head because I was trying to remember who they drafted. And then of course, CJ Stroud, I'm right there with you though. I was not uh, as high on Stroud as some others, um, you know, so that would be an interesting one. I, I thought you were going to say they'd take Cousins and uh, Hunter, and I'd say, well, have got to give us a little more than C.J. Stroud for that. Uh, yeah. They, they better become And become Jerry Hughes, man, and Jerry Hughes. Something. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. You know, we'll see. I At this, at this stage of the offseason, it's always very, very difficult to trust almost anything. Because some of it's going to be true, some of it's going to be smoke, some of it is just chess play, you know, these teams putting out news that isn't really news or kind of half-truths. I mean, because it was just a week ago, we had all these analysts on Twitter and ESPN that were saying, oh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of interest with uh, Dalvin with these trades. There's a, there's a bidding war that's starting to brew uh, for Dalvin, and clearly that was just a bunch of bunk, right? Like it, that, and I kind of figured it was. It was just to give the illusion that uh, you know there was some bidding war, uh, and to hopefully probably you know start a bidding war, but uh, that didn't happen, and clearly we are where we are with Dalvin. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens with Daniil. I'm sure he'll probably get uh, get paid. To be honest with you, maybe part of it, part of it, them deciding to go and release Dalvin now, right on the heels of this Daniil Hunter talk starting up. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's to clear space so they can get this extension done for Daniil. Um, by the way, back on Dalvin Cook here. Um... Dalvin Cook's career numbers, uh, just to pay a little uh, homage to him, uh, career numbers with the Vikings, third in yards in Vikings history with just under 6,000, second in yards per game with 82.1, and fourth in rushing touchdowns in Vikings history with 47. So definitely a solid player for the Vikings in his career. Um, I, I am... You know, maybe we will miss him to an extent with production, but I honestly don't think it's going to be that big of a drop off. Honestly, Tony, I, I just don't. I, I'm not saying that I'm again, it's no slight at Dalvin Cook, but it's just the again, the devaluation of the running back situation um, of, of around the league, you know, and, and if you have a good offensive line and anybody that can run through a hole back there, I mean, it's. You know what I mean? I mean, like not me, right? Or maybe not you, but you know, a competent player that just came out of the draft, like a Dwayne McBride, who they got in the seventh round. Sure, he can run through those holes. You know, Ty Chandler can run through those holes, or at least he did in college. You know, uh, Alexander Madison. Uh, so, I think that three-headed monster alone makes me confident in the Vikings' running back situation. Um. And they've said it numerous times. They have faith in Ty Chandler, and I do too, based on his production um, in college. So I, I really am excited to see, especially now too, after a year learning the system when he was kind of hurt and also maybe a year where he didn't have as much wear and tear on his tires. 
uh, Ty Chandler, yeah. that is. Um, maybe he will be extremely fresh going into the year. And uh, if you rotate him in with the likes of McBride and Madison, how much more fresh will those guys be when they get on the field? You know, that's and I think that's something with Dalvin Cook. You could see games where maybe he just was worn out. Um, and I don't know, maybe maybe that's not um, totally accurate, but especially in the Mike Zimmer era, maybe not so much last year, but in the past, it'd be easy to say, oh, Dalvin Cook, he's probably gassed. He's been carrying the ball 30 times today or whatever. Um, so I think this is going to be a refreshment for not only us as fans, but also for the running backs, the players, even though they maybe want more touches, I think they'll be happy to concede to other guys getting touches if they're able to be more productive when they are on the field. Well, and it, and it kind of speaks to the go with the hot hand, you know, type of mentality, right? right? You know, if you if you've got a guy that because of you know scheme or you know the def- the way the defense is is presenting, um, you know, they're the guy that's going to carry the rock for most of a game, and then the next game it might be a different guy. Or, you know, you've got guys kind of splitting carries and look, one guy's just having a an on day and the other guy is not having a great day. You know, I just, I think it provides so much flexibility. Plus, look, I get a running back's a running back, but they're all individuals and they all have different skill sets and they also move differently. You know, movement's a big thing, especially when it comes to playing defense, because all these guys can cut and move and it's all about looking at those, you know, making sure you're staying with the hips and everything. So if you're giving the defense different looks constantly, you know, it also just provides an element of, um, you know, uniqueness uh, to every play. You know, when you've got a, a different guy in there and, you know, you don't know, if, especially if you've got guys that are dual threat, you know, guys that can catch the ball and run the ball too, where they can come out of the backfield and catch the ball or even maybe even split off into the slot. Um, that was one thing that I was really excited about last year. And we saw it early in the year. And then, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, it seemed to kind of taper off a bit where I know that in the like training camp, for instance, it was like, Ooh, Dalvin, Dalvin's lining up in the slot. Ooh, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was cool. And like I said, we saw some of it. it, it definitely tapered off as the year went on. And I just think they probably got a tad bit more conservative with their game calling gameplay game day play calling. There we go. Uh, because, you know, they've started to settle in on what worked and what didn't work. Um, so, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, words are hard. It's okay, Tony. I, I feel the, They are hard. You can tell I'm in off-season mode here. I'm at the golf course. I mean, look at that. So. Yeah, you're uh, you're living up. You're living it up. Living large. Living large. So. <laughs> um, but, uh, well. well um if it is i'll have to throw myself right in there with you but uh that's okay um no no we'll we'll say it's not (laughs) we we can talk about it later (laughs) that's right we'll bump we'll bump bellies later that's right that's right well i think that is pretty much all we have to talk about today that's really pressing um want to thank you for joining us here live uh if you wouldn't mind if you haven't already like subscribe um and look for more content we will be posting the audio of this tomorrow morning friday morning so that'll be out 
uh, for people to consume. And uh, if you ever if you ever have any questions, feel free to leave them in the comments section. Send us an email, uh, skullpurplepodcast at gmail.com. And um, as we get closer to training camp, things will start to ramp up a little bit for not only the players, but also for us as we get things started with more content and things. It's, it's been a busy off season and it's uh it's 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 getting closer tony i mean we're in the heat of summer right now but before you know it it'll be week one tampa bay buccaneers here we are so well we're six weeks from training camp so stay tuned everybody because i know that carson and i are gonna do our darndest to uh you know maybe do some stuff around around training camp when that gets ramped up but yeah i mean you think about it um, you know, when we get into late July, we start talking about training camp. We start talking about, yeah, preseason games starting in August. So um, we're not that far out, uh, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls, all the Vikings fans. Um, you know, we, we let's let's enjoy our summer days because let me tell you, uh, the new football season will be upon us faster than you know it. And the Twins really aren't uh, giving us much to cheer about other than being Ooh. first place in the worst division in baseball. But that's for another podcast. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe there will be a future Twins podcast. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Hey, if they finish over 500 this year, we better we better get one going. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That'd be an accomplishment. That'd be an yeah. accomplishment. So... All right. Well, I believe that is going to do it for our live version here. Dalvin Cook going to be released most likely tomorrow or in the next couple of days. And Daniil Hunter potentially on the move as well. And, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have more breaking news right here on the YouTube channel as it comes out. And we'll, uh, we'll uh, hopefully have more content here in the future weeks as well but um just bear with us as we bear with it being the off season and searching for content so um <laughs> and here we found it we found some we that's found right some. it's good it's it's good but you know also bittersweet bittersweet is how i would label it so there you go, there you go. all right well thanks tony thank you all and we will catch you in the next one as always skull skull baby <laughs>